0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week in League, now that he's reneged on his deal like Maltzen before him, James Tedesco faces an anxious wait to see if his knees will renege their deal to keep him running.
1: Manu Ma'u faces a challenge to his alpha dog status in cell block four at Pertec. Josh Dugan to audition for the role of Tim Moulton as Benji and Sheenius look to reunite. And we preview all of the action for round 14 of the
0: 2014 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. welcome to episode one hundred and fifty eight of this week in league I'm Nate. and I'm Glenn and uh we're a little bit late this week because uh as you can tell from my voice, I was sick as fucking Tuesday was definitely not gonna happen' was, um that was like the the peak of like fever and shit like that, and I was like in bed at you know fucking grandpa hours or something you know like fucking before eight o'clock at night yeah I was that fucked up, but I'm um, slowly starting to come it good. he's
1: going around at the moment I spent uh when I got back from Singapore and I had a bit bout of it before I went to Singapore with about four nights in a row where I was yeah. just fucking cold sweats yeah yeah. I was sweating through my pyjamas fucking all the bedclothes everything yep and um Jackson, even Jackson had one night of it yep where I dead set thought the kid, the poor little bugger had wet the bed he was that sweating it, but, yeah. just like it soaked through all his pyjamas into it like the mattress was even yeah, damp I had yeah. to fucking drag him in
0: you know to lay down next to me poor little bugger so it's definitely going around. It's fucking nasty, though. It knocks you, knocks you oh, out. I thought I was. I thought I was getting sick last Friday night, and then I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm going to wake up on Saturday, like fully, you know, fully sick." And fully I've got to sick, go down, yeah, yeah, fully sick, bro, And then I've got to go down to Byron for this fucking jujitsu camp for three days training, like two sessions a day for three days, and I'm just going to be fucking dead, and I won't be able to train and blah blah blah. Wake up on Saturday, all good, but then two one and a half hour sessions of training, two and a half hours of sparring. Going out, having dinner, getting fucking smashed, <laughs> going to bed, not getting any sleep because I had dudes from the Caboolture Academy in the same like dorm. There was four of us to a thing, and uh, like Caboolture, loose Caboolture the units in there, and they were just fucking. They they went harder. There was a for whatever reason there was a hen's night there on Saturday night. And so, this, one of these guys in the cabochas just come, and he's like, oh, I don't know what fucking time he came in, but he's turned the light on, everyone else was asleep. He's going, fuck it, who'd marry, who'd marry a chick that would fucking pull the boobs out, th- pull the boobs out and show them to me? Is who'd marry that? And he's like, going, and my foreskin's pulled back, like, I fucking, who'd marry that chick? <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> That's the kind of looseness, and then, so I don't even know what time that was. I don't know how much sleep I got then. So then Sunday, it's full on training, and, and then it's the actual official team dinner on Sunday night. So that was even looser. And um, I remember that we were just kicking it with some backpackers and um, drinking and shit like that. And then the, this place where we were staying was directly across a park, a car park from the brewery at Byron Bay. So it was like you know, twenty metres walk to the, this brewery. So I was just fucking loose. And uh they because of the Byron Bay Hippie Council, you know, they try and close shit down early. Yep. So um they, they were they're kicking us out at ten. But the um professor who oversees everything, he um had the foresight to ensure that there were numerous cartons waiting for us back at this bar at the backpackers <laughs> place. And so then it was then people were going around, you know, smacking their beers on top of you know, if you had if you left the top of your beer Without your thumb on it They'd come over and smack it So it would froth it up And then you had to skull it And the people who couldn't skull the beer At that point Had to put on a, a A brewery shirt That they bought A female crop top That they You know If you couldn't skull your beer You had to you had to Get this female crop top Jews on Jews would would have been
1: Rocking a crop top Because uh, A I can't drink beer <laughs> and, uh, oh. and I can't really skull alcohol either
0: Then it got It got real culty as well Like um They were um You've seen Wolf of Wall Street right? Not yet Okay what well, a fucking surprise. Yeah, I know. Well I mean I've 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 saw it, I I watched it over three separate times through the day on Fridays when I'm when I'm off work. But um yeah, I started doing like the Matthew McConaughey thing and people know the scene with Matthew McConaughey in the restaurant. Started doing that and you know, so I was getting all it trial and shit, but it was good. But and then I then I got home like what you know, it's what, two and a half hours back, so I drove home on Monday afternoon, got back here about four thirty, I was just sort of coughing and everything, but I wasn't sure if that was like just from no sleep and, you know, green medicine and all that sort of stuff on the Sunday night or if it was actually sick and then by 7 o'clock I was just fucking shattered and um, all over, sick as a dog. So thankfully, the cold and everything held off. The Byron Bay hippie mega flu, mega virus, it held off until um after, you know, grading and everything. So I probably caught vegan. So I, could, uh, so I could level up, but yeah, other than that, so yeah, it was a very very worthwhile trip. Apart from the, um, I'm
1: sorry, I'm sorry to hear you're not feeling well, mate. Yeah,
0: but uh, it was also awesome being
1: very nice and showing concern for your welfare, Nathan. Yeah, thank you. I'm a nice person. I've always yeah. said that about myself. Yeah,
0: that's very nice. Yeah, you know, main memory is, is karma because this backpacker chick was fucking. Trying to trying to fucking just like hang out with me and these two other guys, go- another guy and another girl, and she was trying to. And, and I remember one stage she was like just like 20 or something like. And I remember I just got so fucked off with a dumb kid bullshit. I just turned around. I had some pods out of a fucking snack machine. Like this is about fucking two o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! Just fuck off and let me eat my pods in peace, for fuck's sake. <laughs> So, yeah. I just eat my pods. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, karma, fuck off. It's harsh, man. It yeah. was, it was. Now, oh, it was ice. feedback, the show must go on. And uh, feedback, Slerius has said uh, he's uh, he got his second perfect tipping round this season after going three years dry, listening to our previews and discard anything they have to say pays. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. I got fucking 100% last week and I got one wrong week before. In fact... I managed to <clears> in one of the- in
1: my tipping costs, I managed to tip a perfect ground. First yeah. time in about
0: three seasons. I I, I missed out. with There's one game where I went back and forth, back and forth three times before the actual game started, and I fucking landed on the wrong one, and that was one I got wrong. And it was the Cowboys one, and in the end, it was close. In the end, I mean, because I was at first I was like, obviously it's going to be Parramatta. Then I was like, ah, oh, fucking, you know, Thirst and after Origin. Yeah, always goes pretty hard. And I ended up landing on Cowboys. The, the, the final change I made, I landed on Cowboys. But the rest of them, I oh got easy enough. And um, since I started trying to... Like, there was a couple of weeks ago where I started trying to get them wrong. Just do the opposite. Since then, I've risen 31 places in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> so it's ridiculous. So now, you know, I'm thinking I might even be able to break into the first page, the way I'm going. Anyway, it's
1: So yeah, it's, uh, fairly harsh. And Go fuck, fuck yourself.
0: You. Uh, JR underscore buff. With a serious one saying... I think it would be in Fulton's best interest to talk to or seek advice from Adam Ritson. Thoughts?
1: I don't get the the comparison. He I mean, because Ritson, Ritson actually had
0: he had like a tumour, like yeah. the, it was like it was unfortunate. He got he copped a knock, and because of the knock, he got they a scan that ultimately scans. found that ultimately found yeah. like brain tumour or something, which probably saved his life getting that knock because it it enabled them to detect what you know otherwise may not have been detected until it was too late. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's my take on it. Yeah, no, that's I have a similar opinion. Um, you talk to Gordon fool- Talis or you know someone who's like a clearly fucking spastic. Jeez, that's rough. Ben Iken, Mark Gaznia, these guys are showing advanced <laughs> they're signs. They're all on de- TV. <laughs> yeah, these, these guys <laughs> How are. Does all, that happen? These guys are all showing advanced fucking, you know, traces of dementia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I guess um, from the, uh, the issue of a. Of a Brain injury. You could probably, yeah, um, talk to Ritson, and isn't that a name that's just fallen by the wayside for a guy that had such potential and just, unfortunately, went hard pretty fast, didn't he? Yeah. he exploded out of the blocks. He really did. Um, yeah, you could definitely talk to him about the the, the effects of, uh, of of potential brain injury, etc. But as far as purely as a result of multiple concussions, I'm not sure they can draw the comparison there.
0: Yeah. Now. Um, NRL CEO, is on Twitter, it's fantasy underscore NRL CEO, said that uh, we always have a good laugh about Blake Ashford's defence. So he made an infographic to prove it. Did you see it? <laughs> it was it? very impressive. It was very good. And he basically had like, you know, set up in columns in round one through round 13. And he had a column for tries for and a column for tries against. And, and a picture of Blake Ashford. And a picture of Blake Ashford at the top and the bottom. And uh, the, the simple stats were that he's played 10 games, won two, lost eight, 800 minutes for one try. Fourteen tries against. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. it really wasn't no-brainer That's to throw that money on his statistic opponents, right there. Indeed. Uh, what have we got? Unky D. I've got to give him credit. He's uh, he was tweeting shit to Todd Greenberg, and Todd Greenberg was retweeting it, not getting the fact that he was being fucking sarcastic, or you know, he didn't pick up anything. For example, he sent him one. He sent one to Todd Greenberg and Buzz Buzz Rothwell, and said. Shane Hayne is excused poor recent performance due to stellar effort in last year's grand final, 2013's Eddie Ward. And Todd Greenberg retweets that. And then he says, look what our mate Todd just retweeted. He missed my sarcasm uh, given away by calling Hayne 2013's Eddie Ward. Then he goes, he's he's just retweeted another one. Sarcasm goes over his head, doesn't it? And he's retweeted another one where he, um, he sent Buzz and Todd Greenberg a message that said, my sarcasm went over TG's head. Eddie Ward was the 1995 grand final. where with seventh tackle try and other appalling calls. And Todd Greenberg retweeted that. I got blocked for less than that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, old Crone don't block me. I think I called him a grasshopper dick or something. But, or rice crispy dick or <laughs> <laughs> something with a dick in the end
1: of it. <laughs> oh, look, you know, at the end of the day, Buzz Rothfield and Todd Greenberg have, have provided by far the greatest highlight in Unky D's life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, good luck to him.
0: Meanwhile, they both blocked me. (coughs) Pardon me.
1: a lot about you and Anki D at the same
0: time. Yeah, Hey guys, this week in Brazil, this week in League in Brazil update, the guys loved the last episode despite not understanding what the fuck you were talking about. They've requested more swearing, if that was possible. Fuck them. And a shout out to, uh, am I Portuguese correct? Over, uh, Over Malho Loco meaning the crazy red, the buffalo, and uh, Giuliano. He said, obrigado. So, uh, thank you. I say, uh, pura, we are huge in Brazil. Are huge
1: in Brazil. I just want to know if all Brazilians wax their pubes. That's what I want to know. Is that, you know, the term Brazilian is obviously, uh, it's well-known, but, you know, do the boys, the big you know, the big red? Yep and uh Giuliano how are they are
0: the buffalo the buffalo F- fuck me that would be a job to wax the buffalo ah, the buffalo he'd have to be he'd, you know <laughs> yeah, he'd, but, have to, he'd have to be smooth as a baby's bottom yeah and, and some yeah, doing that and fit, fit, you know, complete with a, a baby's a baby's arm holding an apple <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not called the Buffalo for no reason. As all Brazilian men are, I've heard. I mean, you know, you're not, you know, you, you're not called the Buffalo unless you got the horn, right? Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. There's a bit of love over there in Brazil, and you know, big, I'm a, big I'm a big fan of Brazil. I'm a big fan of your jiu-jitsu over there. I'm a big fan of your St- women. Study it myself, and uh, you know, respect to uh, the Gracies <laughs> and uh, the Machados and uh, and everyone else over there. <laughs> Uh, now what have we got Ian, from Facebook Ian Saguna He's back Saguna Good evening fellas Is it me Or has everyone had enough Of the three cunt journalists, reporters In Paul Kent Phil Rothfield And Danny Weidler Firstly Paul Kent He should change his first name To Paul Cunt Or he should first change his name To Paul Cunt Because that's what he is He thinks he's made the big time By appearing on NRL 360 Or Sterlow as a co-host Who knows all about rugby league When you've won a TV loggy, Mr. Cunt Come find me And I'll personally shake your hand And congrats And break it in the same process Careful then there's that red-cheeked Foxfield Rothfield, another journo cunt who thinks it's right to bag other teams. But when you criticise his lovable wooden spooners to be the Sharks, watch out because he can't handle it. And and next thing you know, a blog war begins, which he tends to lose.
1: He has no he has no dickhead's policy.
0: Sometimes, yeah, he's apparently he's blocked himself. Sometimes when he has live blogs, me and me and my mates would go on and ask him questions irrelevant to the topic, like, "Why are you such a fucking cunt?" For his cheeks are so bloody red you can mistake him for the sore character. Uh, lastly, there's Danny Widler, the biggest cunt of them all. Another Mr. Know-it-all. Well, he thinks he does, but he knows fuck all about the game. His mail is as rubbish as Blake Ashford's defense. It's a shame Ben Teo didn't go Jake the musk on Uncle on Weedler in that interview last week because he was about to smash him a beauty. But I do have a feel-good story about this cunt. Story goes a couple of years ago. He was on a golf course when a golf cart lost control and ran over both his legs and broke them. Every time I see him at the footy, I tend to scream out to him, hey, Danny, the golf cart coming for you again.
1: <laughs> how unlucky how could, would you have to be to get a golf cart and run over and break your fucking, both your legs?
0: How could a golf cart break your legs? I mean, unless it was like, you know, an actual, someone was using like a, a hammer as well, a golf maybe, cart. Maybe he's calcium deficient. Yeah, maybe. Well, he doesn't have a fucking spine, does he? <laughs> <laughs> you see why he went to fucking water when when um, when old mate uh, Ben Teo went, you know with a the, the home invasion him. So, um... <laughs> and I just... I replied oh, to that. I, I replied to cool. that message and said, that's a fucking, you know, what a tremendous spray. You know, I, I, I applaud it's, you. Saguna at his best. And he's just like, well, I've never I've never seen Saguna go off like that before. He was clearly fired up by the three of well, them. Well, it's clearly he, he's got it in his game. There's no doubt. But yeah, you know, I mean, we're all we're all about... We're all about our, our listeners. So, you know, if you want to... If you need to get something off your chest, then, you know, by all means... We'll take care of you. We'll this listen. week in footy therapy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, just finally in the old, the old feedback section, it's not feedback, but I just want to give a shout out to um old mate uh, Jared, aka JarTV on Twitter. New arrival, baby boy, by the name of Arthur. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I assume he was, he was born today. I saw the Facebook stuff yeah. start hitting today. I just,
1: you know, it's amazing. It's amazing to me. Yeah. That... You know, a fine lady, a fine lady, has actually agreed to have sex with Jared twice, um, unprotected, and, no less. Exactly, and the man is possibly be easily top five, uh, probably top two, biggest grubs I've ever met in my life.
0: Look, we throw out a lot of unsubstantiated shit on this show that you know, this actually just really just we just say it just to say it. That's right. that was some but, real talk there, right? But. <laughs> He was on a documentary on SBS about about sex pests. Yeah. People with weird sex about addictions. Himself. Yeah. yeah. Himself and Mr. Wars were on it. Yeah. A.K.A. Chris. A.K.A. <laughs> <Okay>, Chris. <laughs> um, I remember when that was coming out, I'm like, yeah, fucking these cunts are just taking the piss. But no, sure enough, SBS, there it was.
1: And uh, he managed to squeak it. Up. He did s- s- squeeze it this week in League Reference on his Sex best show.
0: Exactly. That was hilarious, though, too. I a need, fucking to fucking need to track that down, too. He is a grub. <laughs> I love him like a brother, though. <laughs> News And uh, firstly Origin sides are out Well you know Origin sides in one case Origin squad in another case I guess we'll just have A quick discussion About what we think About the whole thing um, New South Wales changes made um, Mostly through injury In that uh, Will, Hoppaw- Will Hoppawati Hoju comes into the side Josh Dugan in the side uh, They're named in Two and three Respectively And uh, other than that The only change we're seeing Is Greg Bird Comes back into the side Obviously Because he's not Suspended this time and uh, we've seen that... Uh, that so t- who makes way for T-Rex t- so Rex has dropped for Merrin. Okay. Well, he's because Merrin comes in. So that's... And that's a 17. That's a bench position for T-Rex. So who is... Who... You're the New South Wales guy. I uh, know. Oh, it's funny. When you see the players all listed like that, you're thinking, who the fuck? Like, because Tamau, Watmau, and uh, and Luke Lewis, uh, uh, they were benchies last time. So who was in the fucking lock position... It's fucking mystifying to me. It's like they've, they've pulled a Swifty in, like, there's some vortex of a play. <laughs> did, did they have, did they run a lockout last time? This is the thing. Because both Scott and Hoffman were the starting second row. That's without a doubt. Gallon, Woods and Farrah were the starting front row. That's that's without a doubt. So, I don't know, it was some mystery fucking dude. I just find it interesting
1: that, uh, yeah, I, I think... Bird coming in is a is,
0: is good selection. It's a no-brainer. I mean, dude's been there before. He's obviously got a bomb with the other guys, and he's a, one of those hard-nosed, origin yeah. kind of guys. Never has the team down. Fucking
1: grub. Um, the, the interesting one is is Dugan at centre. Um, Predicated
0: so, on, uh, on on a, a good performance talk, against... There was
1: talk about it when he was named at centre. Um, two weeks ago. So, yes. Yeah, where so, he failed abysmally. Agreed. And I think... They'd probably half made up their mind that he was going to be the guy. They needed to shoehorn him into the side somehow. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, the, the way Jared Hayne played in game one, you could never have him making way for Josh fucking Dugan. Yeah. Um, I think Josh Dugan's a great player, don't get me wrong. Possibly the greatest ball hog um, in the NRL
0: today. Corey Norman. I was going to say, I mean, funny. you're saying that in a world in which Corey Norman exists. And Josh Hoffman.
1: Um, I just, I find it... Very,
0: very interesting. Hoju um, isn't going to see any ball. That's Let's put that's it that my way.
1: point. You know,
0: unless Lopper Jared Junior, Hayne wraps around to the right and um, and you know does his thing like he did in game one.
1: Yeah, unless there's some sick cutout balls being thrown and Dugan doesn't see the ball. Yeah. Um, that's the only way Hoju's going to see it. Uh, talented player Hoppawati, Um is his call up recall to Origin too soon. Yep. Um, you know. With, with the other names I was talking about, they were all really... With the, probably the exception of McManus, they were all going to be debutantes regardless. Yep. So, uh, they were talking Patty Richards there, which I thought was a long shot. Even Pat Richards thought it was a long shot. Um, And, and obviously, Mansour was in the mix there as well, but...
0: Yeah, I didn't think he was as long shot as... You know, I thought he, he wasn't a bad option, really, no. to get inside, but...
1: um, he would certainly help them getting yards out from their own end. There's no doubt yeah. about that. So, yeah, interesting selections. I just... Their the hand was pretty well forced um, due to injury, as you mentioned. And <clears throat> I just, I hope the Dugan selection isn't too revolutionary, given that the man's a fullback and he, and he yep. always has been. Um, it's you know you've you've put in a, a huge effort. You've come away with a win in game one, and then you've you've come up with this real left field selection um, just because of the caliber of the player. But you're talking. A position on the field, not only in attack, which is critical, but defensively. Yep. Um. A guy that hasn't played a lot of centre is now gonna have to play alongside a winger that he, he has um, no experience playing alongside. No
0: combination with. Yep.
1: No, yeah, no combination. Um, in attack, which is probably not going to be a big deal. Cause he's not going to pass the ball anyway. But defensively, you know, coming, staying out, who's tackling who, and um, yep. and there's some, you know, there's going to be some fight up. Queenslanders um, who do have those sorts of combinations, so be interesting to see. And I hope Laurie Daly hasn't shot himself in the foot with such a a left field selection, um, which is is clearly made. And it's a bit like Jack Gibson used to say, "You pick your, you know, you pick your 13 best players, and you find a find a position for all of them." Yeah, um, I, I just don't know that that applies when yeah. you have lost eight series in a row, and you've you've had a great win in game one.
0: Just um, on the just on the selections, what's happened? What what they've done is uh, Gallon actually uh, started at Lock in in game one, so right. he's so he's pushed into the starting front row, which has then pushed Tam out of the bench, which has then pushed T uh, Rex, uh, you know, Bird into into Lock and then T Rex off into. We you probably minutes.
1: know this stuff, but fuck with yeah. that, Todd.
0: Yeah, exactly. Two you know hours
1: sleep I got last night.
0: Did you, mm. baby?
1: That's fantastic. Probably going to you about three tonight, depending on how early we finish.
0: Need to train this baby to f- fucking sleep properly, man.
1: Yep. Yep, that <laughs> is the key.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like you don't, you know, it's not like you don't have to go to work and stuff either, I mean, you know, surely your missus, you know, can deal with it, or your mum, you know, take care of this baby situation. Right?
1: Yeah, that that's fine, but when you have, like, he's when he's up every fucking two hours, it makes a rough night f- for Nicklin and rough days, so try and give yeah. it a little bit of a break.
0: Yeah, well, you know.
1: I'm a good husband, Nathan. Yeah, I guess. I've always said that about myself.
0: Yeah. How good are you going to be with no sleep?
1: Uh, dead, Probably. Um, I did get a, a stern talking to you as I was leaving the house tonight saying, uh, please concentrate on the way home and please drive carefully. I think there's some concern that I may fall asleep at the wheel.
0: You'll be all right. Now, Queensland, no numbers in the side at this point. Just a squad. Fluffy's still there. Will Chambers appears. Cherry Evans is there, although apparently, uh, you know, probably won't be able to play. Uh, Gillet Guerra, Hodges. Ben Hunt comes in. Inglis is there, although presumably he won't be able to play. Liliman comes in. Chris why, McQueen. Why no Inglis? Well, didn't he fuck his ankle or something at, uh, yeah, the, other, see, the other the, night?
1: Didn't you see the, the gangster video? No. With Nathan Merritt looking all gangster and throwing up a gang sign with his flat brim on.
0: No, I did not.
1: Inglis went on and posted a little video. I think it was on Instagram. It said ankle would be sweet. Yeah. It'll be right to go. Gamesmanship,
0: we'll see. Peace. One tackle, fucking, one tackle and fucking One tackle and bam. He'll be off and then will be Sam down to sixteen for the game. Playing,
1: so she'll
0: be right. Nate Miles, Matt Scott, Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Brent Tate, Dave Taylor returns to the side. Ben Tio, Sam Thide comes back, Thurston, and Willie Tonga, of all people. Mm. Dude was running around in the Reggies. He was last not, year. You know, not three months in football time ago. And he's back. Oh, well, as early as this season was he playing Reggies. Well, he he was he was Reggies for life in the in the um the Ricky Stewart era. Mm. And then he's since made a recurrent, you know, a return in the, the Brad Arthur he's era. Play good football. You know, at, at times he's played well, yeah. I mean, and he's probably played 3-4 He has not
1: been there and done it uh, in series wins before, so that I don't I don't think find that a puzzling selection
0: by any stretch. Yep. So we'll see what's going to happen in terms of with the doctors with um with uh Inglis and Cherry Evans. I mean Cherry Evans you know, I'd like to see him ruled out, quite frankly, because he's got more he's got bigger fish to fry. And um,
1: I am um, I get that origin is the pinnacle, but when you see guys putting putting themselves um, in harm's way by by playing, you know, half fit in these games, and then you know, for for the sake out for of origin glory, or yeah. and then they're out for eight weeks, and it fucks their club season. Yep.
0: Club overstayed every day of the week. Yeah, and I just wonder when you know when it comes to the doctors, what happens there? I mean, which does the club doctor even get a say? Whereas, you know, just the Queensland doctor's like, I don't give a fuck, we just need to get through one game. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like how yeah. much,
1: you know, how much focus are they going to put on, on long-term player welfare over the course of the season when,
0: Yep. you know, we just need to win tonight. Exactly. So, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't play. And, uh, you know, if he doesn't, then it's just another further nail in the coffin of uh, the Queensland side. Now, um...
1: I <clears throat> oh, just, uh, the Ben Hunt selection, he's playing good football and he has improved dramatically this season. Um... Bit
0: early, I would suggest.
1: Fucking, he, you know, he has been. He was. He was the captain, if I'm not mistaken, or was Alex Glenn the captain of that 2008 20 side?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I. He I was don't in it, remember. and yeah. he was. He was in it. I think
1: it. he was player of the year or some fucking thing. Yep. And here we are, six years later, talking about him realizing his potential. Like,
0: yeah. Fuck be dead. That's all right. He's done it sooner than fucking. John Sutton and Brayton Astor, <laughs> 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 who are yet to re- who are yet to realise their potential, Both and it looks uh, like Brayden Astor's going to go through his whole career without realising his potential. Well, so
1: the I mean, he's played Origin, and does he
0: play for Australia? I don't know. He I didn't deserve he... it if he did. No, just I'd, like he didn't I'd deserve probably... to play Origin. Wow, he's done, he's done one good thing in his entire fucking life, Brayton Astor.
1: That field goal against
0: Todd? Yeah, yeah, sensational. Other than that, hadn't done nothing. Except be the softest bitch ever to ever to bitch on the football field.
1: Jeez, you, you become a cat when you when you're sick and tired. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking hurtful.
0: Look well, yeah, you know, it's hurtful because he's now now he's your fucking liability. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he wears a dog's jerk. I'll go I'll have to defend him, it's my job. Did he wake up yet so, or what? Yeah, it was a bit of a we'll get we'll get to that. Fucking um, flop that was. Big call in this uh in this next origin game, I think you know, both teams have their you know, their share of injuries. I think Queensland might be playing theirs up a little bit more to try and um sneak a little bit of an underdog tag and yeah, try and ambush so. New South Wales. I just don't think at this stage with eight series wins under their belt consecutive, um I don't think that they're gonna be classed as an underdog in any time soon. So uh New South Wales seem to be doing all the right things and and trying to give themselves the best opportunity to to come away with the victory in game two, and um, Queensland have got their work cut out for them, but um, still two very good sides regardless of who uh, takes the field.
0: All right, and uh, back to Benji. I mean, I hate talking about Benji Marshall, but he manages to keep his his name in the papers.
1: That's what he does best.
0: And the article goes as follows: There is one man who knows how to get the most out of Benji Marshall. <laughs> His name is? Wayne Bennett. Tim Sheens. And a reunion could be on the cards with Marshall on Wednesday recommending his former West Tigers coach for the top job at St. George Illawarra should current caretaker Paul McGregor be overlooked. Sheens who spent nine years as Marshall's mentor has been considered for the role, along with Neil Henry, Tony Smith, Trent Barrett and Wayne Bennett. In a recommendation that will carry weight with those officials desperate to avoid being left red-faced by Marshall's 1.1 million 30-month deal... The Kiwi playmaker said Sheens would be able to help resurrect the beleaguered club. I think Tim would be great for the club, Marshall said, especially with the younger guys. He has a knack of developing the young guys and teaching those fundamentals you need. He would bring that attacking style too, which would be great for the club. Uh, Marshall also said current caretaker coach McGregor had what it took to continue next year. So. Uh,
1: Mary McGregor, he's got the stamp of approval from Benji. He's played three games for the fucking club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, this is heading into the fourth match of his NRL return after a failed stint in rugby union. The 2005 Premiership winner revealed he turned to YouTube after having doubts about his comeback. So, uh, <laughs> What do you so, watch highlight reels of himself. Chocolate rain. What what in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie bit my finger. Shit like that, I guess. Ain't nobody, get time <laughs> oh, no, yeah, nobody got time for that. Oh, no. Yeah, Hard your eyes, hard your children. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Um, yeah, I like turtles. Um He said uh, it gave me some confidence. I needed a good game, and this is obviously regarding his Cronulla flogging. I needed a good game. We needed to win, but I'm under no illusions. They had their 10 best players out. I have a long way to go, and I'm working hard every week. Maybe I was trying too hard to be great straight away. And so he's turned back the clock, gone to YouTube, studied old footage online and a bit the Sparky's attack. I wanted to see what used to work for me. So I went to YouTube because I really didn't know how else to find them. There were a couple of things put up by Tigers fans and I had a look. I had a few doubts the first couple of weeks and I thought it would help to look at what I was good at. Wow. Uh, it, was, it was simple. I was good at running to the line and committing defenders. I did that on the weekend. I ran to the line and committed defenders and opened up space for others. Um, actually, I, have to, I do have to concede that that's, that's exactly what he did. Just soft soft hands and, you know, run up to the line, soft hands, putting guys in holes. Seemed to work. Dugan, you know, so... Sure. Um,
1: well, judgment on, on Benji Marshall being back um, is probably reserved for the moment. Uh, it's a point I, I was going to make in the recap that... Um, and as he mentioned, Cronulla had a, a vast array of, of quality personnel um, and regular first graders
0: out. And regular first graders, yes. I don't even think if you took the top 25 Cronulla players, I don't think you could say on average there's quality personnel there. Paul Gallant. Yeah, okay, that's one.
1: Wade Graham, Luke Lewis. Yeah, three. Michael Gordon.
0: Yeah, okay, we're getting bare at four. Who else? Exactly. A feeder. Uh Yeah, Not on this year's form though, he's pretty run of the mill. I'll give you that though, Five.
1: Hey man, I'm not no. I ain't no sharks fan.
0: I know, I know. I'm just saying. Why well, I'm not going to stand here and defend those cunts? I'm just saying you've named twenty percent of the of the top the top um squad, so that cannot be called quality. That's I'm not saying there's zero quality just players. but what I'm saying credit. is Maybe if you look at the top twenty five, it's the kind of person I am. Yeah, we give yeah. Well, look, you know, look, you got me all wrong. It's not my go. <laughs>
1: you have got me all wrong. Um. Look, I I, I think it would be very entertaining to see Benji Marshall get back to his best. I think he's he doesn't look as fit as he did at his best, and I don't think he looks as, as light and as lean as
0: he did at his best. Apparently, he's running around at ninety-one kilos at the moment. Yeah, and he says that he's not overweight at ninety-one kilos, but I dare say that ninety-one kilos does seem very fucking excessive.
1: I think about eighty for
0: someone someone of Benji Marshall's.
1: Eighty-five kilos is probably optimum for Benji as far as speed goes. Yeah. Um, and Benji does carry a lot around. Uh, his glute is fabulous and his legs yeah um, and he's very very quick but I just think with his footwork you can't afford to be carrying any excess weight it slows you down in those tight spots where you're trying to use your feet so yeah um, time will tell I want to see it happen over a consistent period of you know a month or so and before we start declaring Benji Marshall back it's been a long time since he's been back 2010 golden boot winner
0: yeah, what a, what a fucking shit that was! Away. Yeah, Golden Boot's never really been given to the most deserving of people.
1: What was that year, mate?
0: Yeah, and you got the Sinfield year, and you know, it's just, it's just, it's a fucking nonsense award. It's almost like they try and give it to the the most laughable candidate. Wow. Yeah, I said it.
1: <laughs> more, more manly players would have won it if that that being the case. But
0: who well, no, know that would give some uh, some added legitimacy, right? To this fucking ridiculous award
1: let's move on I'm sick of talking about Benji yeah
0: wouldn't it be funny if he came back to like you know he was doing like intercepts and fucking flick passes and all this bullshit you know come up against the Tigers
1: yeah I wouldn't say it was a major concern I think the Tigers would be very very fired up to
0: play him no um, I'm just saying what if he did like, no, I'm just saying Tapio
1: and, and Gave will, will have their sights set on him I don't think he'll like that too much
0: yeah but no, I'm just saying what if, no, what, no, what if he did imagine if he turned back the clock it's like 2005 and like, got fucking five tries, set up another three.
1: I would uh, stand and applaud Nathan because I'm a, a very fair and reasonable fit.
0: <laughs> and how would you choose to applaud by bearing your arse cheeks at the television set?
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, um, I, as I said, it'd be very entertaining to see Benji get back to his best, regardless of the opponent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off!
1: I'm Glenn Blakely.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you are full of shit. You would dead set fucking you'd you'd be you'd be just about at the point of fucking you'd be you'd be checking to see if there was frozen Mars bar in the freezer if fucking Benji carved the tigers. Well why, you and for a
1: You'd have to ask the question as to why he couldn't have found that motivation uh for a club that had given him everything. Um, yeah. why it took leaving, going to another sport, failing, coming back with another club, and then firing up with a chip on your shoulder to play the tigers. Where does that come from? Just doesn't make a great deal of sense to me, Nathan. That would be the question I was asking if this completely and utterly ridiculous situation
0: happened to occur. <laughs> Parramatta. I wonder if a number of NRL clubs have expressed an interest in signing Danny Wicks for the 2015 season. He's set to return to Rugby League next year after serving a four-year WADA ban and 18-month prison sentence for drug supply. He was released from jail in March after being found guilty of drug dealing. On a contract worth around 300 grand a year before his arrest, a 28-year-old is unlikely to command anywhere near that sort of money as he seeks a second chance in Rugby League. He met Eels officials on Tuesday, but the club's stress negotiations were in an early stage. We've had preliminary discussions with him, but we're aware of a number of other clubs have as well. Well, an Eel spokesman said there's been nothing further than that. Any discussions we've had have been at an initial stage. His manager, Steve Gills, confirmed to Triple M that Wicks had been shopped around to a number of NRL clubs, but no offers had been officially tabled. Danny has no offers from any clubs. There's preliminary interest from a few clubs. Danny remains banned from playing football, uh, Grafton, or otherwise until late September. So, uh, given their struggles up front, the Dragons are another club who've been linked to Wicks, as have the Knights, who are struggling for forward depth. What sort so, of shape's in? Apparently he's back to uh back to his playing playing shape. Two hundred and eighty seven kilos. I think it was like the number they said was it's to me it sounded like astronomical, like something in the fucking ballpark of like hundred and sixty. Which sounds fucking far too large.
1: I've never really bought into the you know, the Danny Wicks mystique. Um George I Rose I was, was see mystique? Good, George Rose is a good clubman when you if you want to talk about portly front rowers. He's a good clubman. He's he's, a, he's got a personality to be good to have around the team, and I can see how he gets gigs. I just don't know what the appeal is
0: with Danny Wicks. Well, he's fucking awesome at parties. That's how. Comes maybe
1: p- just maybe that could be. He's it. got all the disco biscuits for everybody, man. <laughs> <laughs> Free hash pipes for all.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um. He's not eligible to, to join a club until next year, so it's a little bit of a little bit of time before we have to worry about it. This is the other thing. He played 69 NRL games for the Dragons and Knights. So it's not even like he's fucking done anything.
1: True. I, as I said, I don't get it. I wouldn't be spending five bucks on him.
0: He rocks up to the yields on the first day, and fucking, and Mao pulls out his pocket, turns his pocket inside out, and just sort of like motion's doing, like, you know, you've got to fucking, you know, we're going to walk around, we'll <laughs> walk around Pertek, and you've got to hold on to that pocket, you know, if you want my protection. <laughs> you didn't watch Prison Break did you no nah.
1: <laughs> what's in his pocket
0: oh well, is there a in like, his no, pocket no it's like, no it's like a, it's like a it's like a prison thing though like if you if you he takes the pocket out and you, and you hold the pocket then you know walk around and walk around with him it's like you know you're under his protection but also you know, you know you're a fucking bitch you're getting fucked with him. yeah yeah, he's bitch as well yeah wow oh, yeah. there's a dude called Tea bag on um on uh, Prison, oh, they prison they Break that used to throw that off out to the main character often just never taken up on it, but um, but yeah,
1: can you just hold this, Nathan?
0: No, no, <sighs> not interested, not interested, should have worn shorts with more pockets. <laughs> now, uh, we, we mentioned earlier that Dave Taylor's got his return to the origin side. Sorry, a, a story today. We're saying that Mal Meninga has given Dave Taylor six chances to prove himself in the origin arena and he's never once lived up to his expectations. And so we don't know if he'll get a seventh chance and he'll actually make the run on side or or the, you know, the final seventeen for the second origin match. But Mal said that uh Well, he hasn't done a job for us in the past, to be honest with you. We expect a bit more out of Dave. He's been playing really good football for his club. He gets a bit of a second sniff and hopefully he's gonna grab it. So uh just two years after he was dumped for the 2012 decided by Meninga after an incident in training camp, dismissed at the time after a head wound from falling out of bed, Taylor is yet to get the full backing of the coach. He had a black mark against his name after the 2012 Origin Series, and it was always going to take something monumental for the Maroons to forgive and forget. But a combination of some more consistent club form with the Gold Coast Titans and the enormous injury toll in the Maroons camp um, means Queensland. Toll. Yeah. He's lost two forwards since he named a 22 man squad, which means Queensland have no choice but to give the train another chance. Meninga is believed to be favouring a four-forward bench next week. The coach still wants to gauge Taylor's attitude in camp before he'll settle on a 17-man team from his 21-man squad. Taylor's shown potential this year to swing into the centres, but he'll need more, versi- more than versatility to convince Meninga of a start next week. He needs to show he's passionate about his state and willing to fight for the cause.
1: If it's one thing Dave Taylor responds to is... Um a bout of of long and intense criticism, in, and, and it certainly played out at great lengths in the media. I um at the Tigers before the Titans game in round two, the Tigers had a membership um gathering, uh, members members night at uh, down the coast there, and um they put questions to the audience, and I said to Mick Potter, um Dave Taylor has a bit of a habit of of going quite well against the Tigers historically, and. Um, I think la the time previous that we'd played him, he'd uh, he was copping a fair bit of flack in the media. Yep. Um, and he came out and he was fucking unstoppable, and he trampled every Tigers player on the field at least once. Yep. Um, if if that's what it's got to th- that that's a thing. If if that's what it takes to to motivate a bloke to play in the absolute pinnacle of the sport, it doesn't really fucking deserve to be there, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I get that he's a talented guy and he and he does have a lot of skill, but uh, you shouldn't have to fucking wring the guy's neck to get get into his best footy.
0: Um, yeah, but you know some people, you know some people motivated motivated by different different things. Well,
1: you know, fuck me to sign the contract. That's your motivation.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like you see, you, you like for example, use like you know UFC as an example. You see the the different fighters that Greg Jackson trains. And his different style in the corner for every sure. fight. Some guys need to be yelled at, you know, like, you know, need to be, like, street-level shit, like, you know, come on, you need to fuck this guy, you know, that sort of thing. Other guys just need to, you know, be calmed down and just to, to concentrate on breathing, don't need to be told much. You see him on the on the weekend um, for the, the fight with Ruslan um, Habilov. He, um, he was speaking to him in a Russian accent. A Russian-accented English. Yeah right. In the corner, so to some people, you know, but I mean that's like obviously he he knows what works for his guys, but you well, know maybe s- maybe quite if, frankly, if, if Taylor needs LS to if, if Taylor needs to be fired up, then fucking sure.
1: My point is he has responded to that sort of criticism in the past. Yeah. Um, you know he could come out and have a, an Origin game for the ages. I, I've just again I'm, I've probably my my mind has moved past Dave Taylor as far as. Um, consistently damaging rugby league players go.
0: Yep, yep. I hear you, I hear you. But, um, yeah, then Meninga went on to fucking fluff his nuts and talk about how well he's played this year and everything. So, you know, it was the old, you know, stick and the carrot. Yeah. was other thing. So, you yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see him inside. What, is,
1: what does he do with the stick?
0: Beats his ass with it. What does he do with the carrot? Bashes it up it. his... Ar- yeah, you know,
1: got it, thanks.
0: You know, the carrot's the reward. He can eat the carrot. It's like Olaf. <laughs> Only the carrot is up his ass, not... Don't even fucking talk to me about that. I, I don't want to hear it. start singing
1: it for you if you want.
0: Oh, yeah, because, you know, the one thing that I love more than anything is the current YouTube trend of fucking douchebags, lip-syncing to that the fucking song on the car radio. The first
1: one was actually pretty good. Um, uh, it's yeah. getting a little bit overdone now. Anyway.
0: Fuck that movie. Going to a Frozen-themed fucking birthday party on Saturday. What are you aware? I'm not going to wear anything because it's for little kids. No, I'm
1: just going so to show day. up nude. Oh, gonna, that'll be fitting, Nathan. Yeah, I'm going to show up. Oh, it's a little kids' party. I'm not going to. I'm just going to be nude. Right, eh?
0: I'm just going to fucking spray myself in Santa snow and paint my dick orange and go as Olaf. How about that? <laughs> How about you never come within 50 feet <laughs> of my kids? <laughs> but this is for this, Olaf. this 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 is, for, this, is for, this is for this is for for niece and um. Were you aware? I wasn't aware until you know today that it's actually impossible to get any fucking frozen merchandise of any kind. Yeah, it's actually like it's not possible. It, you know, even it's difficult to get it from the states. Even like dolls of like the two fucking main ones, forget about it. Apparently, they're going for up to a thousand dollars on eBay fuck's sake! People, and like costumes, like a dress or something. Like you want to dress like one of them, or whatever. Yeah. The for a little kids costume what size? No, size no, something like for a little, for a oh, little okay. girl size. Um. Well, yeah. So your size. Right. <laughs> they got like five hundred dollars or something. Unfucking believable. I was reading a I'm reading a news article on places like Target and that and aren't going to get those like these supply of these fucking dolls and that until like July. And then you're get, you know, like 18000 And some online places just get... They've been smashed by pre-orders. They can't even fill pre-orders for the next batch of stuff. For the, for the stock they don't even have yet. Wow. I mean, like, just unfucking fucking believable It's a phenomenon. It it really is. It's not even that good.
1: Let's oh, be real. I thought it was pretty good.
0: Oh, it was fucking one of the most overrated fucking Disney movies I've ever seen. Certainly nothing on anything Pixar have done. Well, you know, it's better than a lot of Pixar, obviously. But, you know, not you know, not better than, like, you know, the... The Holy, you know, Trinity, you know, the the Toy Story movies and you know movies such as that, Cars, yeah, yeah, Cars is one of the lesser works, of, I, I believe. Jackson will come you, I you don't, I, Spider you. I don't. I don't. I don't hate the first one. I mean, Killer likes it. I, you know, I don't mind it. I watch it. The second one's a bit shit house. Second Cars, yeah, and Planes is just taking the piss. Yeah, like that's just ca- that's fucking just, cars with wings. I mean, like that's just like let's milk this fucker and sell it's some just toys. In <laughs>
1: in true <laughs> Disney fashion.
0: But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, though, you know, Pixar uh, you know, excellent, excellent movies, and I think you know better than Frozen.
1: Anyway, this week in Frozen.
0: This week in Frozen. There you go. Or frozen, if you will. Yeah, there's frozen fucking just crashy douchebag fucks. Um, next, fuck you! Just hate everything. Oh, I don't hate everything. I don't hate everything, Glenn. I just hate that one particular YouTube craze of, of the stuff. moment. I don't hate anything. You do. I've got you a lot of a love lot. to give. No, you don't. It's hate's such a strong word. It's accurate, though. Like, and it's fitting in look, this case. I hate... You could probably...
1: You just said you don't hate anything. Now you're going to rattle off a list of fucking things you hate. Well, the thing, you say, I the hate The things everything.
0: I'm closest to hate... Because like, I don't feel the emotion of hate. But if, if I did, there'd be like probably... You couldn't even feel... You couldn't even count on one hand the number of things that I hate. Really. Right. It's a revelation. Dogs, storm, this <laughs> Who else? frozen. I don't hate frozen. I just think I just find it overrated, but I don't hate it. I mean, you know, um well I, I would we Aubrey we. I don't know if she loves it, but she doesn't know what it's called though. <laughs> she ask, ask her what she wanted to put on, she goes, She wants to watch Olaf. Right. That's what she calls it. So she doesn't even know it's called it. Yeah. So let's move on. Shandor Earl. Speaking of, of frozen, his NRL career is frozen, but will get unfrozen? Look at that. A fucking, that's a, that's a brilliant segue. I couldn't have done a better Look, segue. they
1: are fucking talented people, Nathan, and it should come as no surprise.
0: I couldn't have done a better segue if I had fucking ridden in on a fucking... Segway. <laughs> on, a, on a two-wheeled, upright, fucking personal <laughs> transportation device. <laughs> Okay, uh, he's finally been advised of a hearing date before the NRL's anti-doping tribunal which he'll face more than 30 alleged breaches covering both use and trafficking of banned substances. The first and only player to be sidelined as part of the Asada's lengthy inqu- inquiry into the NRL and AFL has been told a hearing will be held in the last week of this month, the same week that Trent Elkin, Cronulla's former trainer, will have his appeal heard against a two-year ban. Um... Well's legal team was sent an amended notice listing a range of alleged anti-doping rule violations stemming from his time at Penrith in 2011 and at the Raiders in 2012 and 2013. Based in Phuket, since he was stood down from competition in August last year, he's expected into country later this month. However, it's unclear whether he will take up their invitation to appear before their tribunal. The complicating factor is his separate fight against charges brought by Asada in the Administrative Appeal Tribunal. These proceedings began on Wednesday with a directions hearing aimed at having this matter expedited. His lawyers are contesting whether he should have been added to Asada's register of findings. A development occurred a fortnight ago and are understood to be hopeful to have the matter resolved in the players' favour by the AAT by the end of August. So... They re- it's funny because the, now the NRL has more on it. They're alleging more stuff on him than, than what Asada are willing to put their name to. So they want to put the use, attempted use, trafficking, attempted trafficking and possession of prohibited substances. Not only the CJC-1295 that we've all heard about, but also um, other shit like a growth hormone, somatropin, selective androgen receptor modulators, clenbuterol, and the testosterone blend sustenone
1: fucking hell it's a it's a bit of a sorry tale I don't know that Um, I think Shandor Earl for, in large part until I hear the the findings of the tribunal I'm probably of the opinion that he was a bit of a fall guy and uh, I think he's they- pretty
0: much done everything that they they think though too I mean I think he's you know, I mean, it, he's, he's they done, don't make that shit up he out He's admitted
1: that he's done the wrong yeah. thing to it to a certain extent. Whether it fits the the amount and the extent of the charges against him is is, is another matter. So, yeah, he's, um, you know, at the end of the day, they had to get someone uh, to to give the the investigation credibility, and Chanderia was that guy. Whether he was the lowest. Common denominator or uh, the easiest target will remain to be seen, and we'll see. You know, when the rest of the findings and, and convictions are, are heard at the end of the day. But at the end of, uh, where, where we're at at the moment is he's, um, he's probably going to be a bit of a thorn in the NRL's side, especially if the findings do come in his favour. What do they do with him? Or he just go back and play for Canberra again?
0: Yeah, I don't know. He'll I mean... the winger. Canberra could uh or do with the player. Canberra could fucking use him, and it'd be and you yeah. know it'd be nice to see them get one back. <laughs> after, after all, you know, the you know the poor behaviour guys they have had the you know release and see. But you know, I don't I don't know whether he'd actually play NRL again. Maybe if he clears his name, he'd you know he'd fuck off to England or you know, clean slate. Yeah, something He's, like that.
1: Apparently, being reasonably successful. Um, owning a gym gym in Thailand and um please at the end of the day's a personal trainer and those sort of things yep he obviously wants to uh get back and prove a few
0: people wrong in footy and finally, Liam Fulton. Grant Mayer said that uh, the club would ensure Liam Fulton, who suffered his fourth concussion of the season last weekend, received the most comprehensive medical advice before the veteran's second rowers playing future was questioned. He was tackled by uh, David Falongo, as we spoke about uh, before we recorded tonight, during the Tigers' victory on Sunday. Falongo was not charged by by the match review committee on Monday. Nevertheless, Mayer was so incensed that the two referees failed to notice the hit on a player with a history of concussions. He phoned the NRL's head of football, Todd Greenberg, to complain. While Mayer was reluctant to speculate on Fulton's immediate future, he acknowledged there was a greater issue at stake than his personal demand for action. I'm a humble administrator, not a doctor, Mayer said. I'll make sure we have the proper medical advice before we even begin to look at the worst-case scenario. We have a duty of care that we make sure Liam is getting the best medical advice possible. I'm certainly concerned. I don't think anyone wants to see a player suffer four concussions in 13 rounds. He was tested again last week in the lead-up to playing. It's his first game in four weeks after being out with a non-related head injury. It was a back injury, so yes, we're absolutely concerned. We'll sit down with our medical staff on Tuesday and make sure that we take the appropriate action in regards to his recovery. Um... Oh, but then it goes on, blah, blah. The NRL introduced a concussion law, you know, after studies in the NFL revealed depression, suicide byproducts of repeated football-related head collisions and trauma. And uh, they've, they speak about uh, Canberra prop Josh Miller and North Queensland Sean Valentine retiring prematurely during the impact of their repeated concussions. Um, Fulton brought attention to himself earlier this season when after being among the first players to be stood down because of the new rule, he said after being knocked out on 10 previous occasions, he'd accepted the dementia would be his NRL legacy. So, while Mayo dismissed the comment as a joke by a player with a reputation as a court gesture, his three subsequent concussions have not gone un- unnoticed by the NRL, with Greenberg articulating there was obvious concern for any player who would average just over one concussion per month since the key- season kicked off.
1: Wow, that's a fairly damning statistic. It is, isn't it? Um, I have to say, you know, footy is footy, and you, you get head knocks, and you get your head in the wrong position, and... Um, in the way of oncoming traffic on the field and, and you can accept that as, as shit luck. But you see you know, a player with a history of concussion laying pretty much prone on the ground and someone comes along and throws a cheap shot on him. I think far longer should have a little bit more of a case to answer than what he has, which is zero. Um, look, Liam Fulton's a good clubman. He's, he's certainly great around, uh, around the ruck with his defence um, And we'll certainly miss that But I just I, I think it's probably Before You know I, I've made the comment On the weekend That in 15 years Or 20 years time We're going to see A 60, mi- 60 minute special On the on the ravaging effects Of Parkinson's on, on or You know Or a similar condition On Liam Fulton Yeah So I'm just uh, I'm, I'm very con- concerned For his welfare He's got a young family um, and, you know, there there is more to life than football, and I, I hope he realises that and doesn't... Uh, if the recommendation is that he, he should probably give co- retirement a considerable uh, uh, nudge, then
0: I, I hope he takes that on board. Agree. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you got to earn your money, you got to do, you know, you know, football's football, but, you know, your life is something that should be lived you know for many 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 years after your football days are over exactly right and uh, you know it's all well and good to make jokes about it while you're young but at the end of the day there's like a quality issue that comes into play and if your brain's fucking scrambled then you know and not only that I mean it actually hastens your death as well you know sure the dementia and that sort of thing so you know not good not good Liam Recaps, OK, and uh, Friday Night Football, uh, epic, epic uh, match of the round, of course. At Brookie, Fortress Brookvale's the mighty Manly Seagulls, 32, to feed the Canterbury, Bankstown Bulldogs, 10. And uh, the scoring went as follows. Uh, Manly's 32 came from tries to Steve Matai, Jesse, Lefeo, Hiku, and a double to the Prince of Brookvale, Brett Stewart. Jamie the Ly- record now. Oh fucked Fino! But it's pretty, you know. It's,
1: Has he got more tries than games?
0: No, no, no. He wouldn't have more tries than games. Um, games at Brookvale, but he'd be he'd be close to parity. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be even. He'd be, he'd be lower than that. But I mean, it's it's you know still pretty high. Um, Jamie Lyon, unbelievable five from five conversions, and many of them from out wide. And he got a penalty goal. And uh, the Dogs ten points came from tries. to Mitch Brown, Chase Stanley, Trent Hodkinson, one goal from two attempts.
1: Yeah, entertaining game, I think. Considering the conditions, mainly uh, played a pretty good brand of footy. Eighty-seven um,
0: percent completions yeah, really at full time, it up, uh,
1: through the middle, and and you know, good kicking game and and solid handling.
0: Unbelievable, um, and, and considering like when you know when the game's sort of you know when it's a blowout like that, at the end it starts to wind down a bit. Mm-hmm. I think they dropped the ball in their own half in their last three sets, so you have to wonder if they would have nudged ninety if they hadn't have had those last couple of sets there. So.
1: Yeah, very. Um, you know, they're obviously quite motivated to play the Bulldogs um at any time and, and this point of the season when uh probably starting to look to to the to the end of the origin period um and what you're gonna be able to do at the back end of the year. This is these are important games and mm-hmm. um that they they played like it was an important game to them and that they had all the motivation in the world and and the result speaks for itself. Um there was that opening fifteen minutes of grit and grind Uh, with both teams were very, very good um, and threw everything in the kitchen sink at each other. But um, I think in the end, the the three tries in seven minutes from Manly really blew the game wide open and the dogs showed that they couldn't go with them. Um, And the game was won then and there. Um, I think this result for, for Canterbury will probably actually hold them in good stead for the finals. They know where they need to be. Um, against side like Manly this season, um, I think 2012 they probably w- were a class above a lot of teams in the NRL um, and went on to make the grand final as a result. Last year they came back to the pack quite considerably, um, and this season they, you know, they have been travelling along uh, quite nicely, we're leading the comp for for a long period as well, and. Um, yeah, I just I think you know as much as this is a tough night. There's enough positives and things that they can learn from the game. That um, it's it's good experience. Come finals time.
0: Well, they competed for about thirty minutes. Probably better better team for about thirty minutes. But um, you know after they got behind, they just dropped their heads and they couldn't go with them. And um, and the thing is as well, like Canterbury and over are, are an overrated side as well. I mean three wins, three one point wins in a row, and one they snatched. Another game they snatched off Newcastle at the death as well. That's eight points that you know that. Could have gone very well. Could have gone either way. Um, wins are wins, my friend. Yeah, and that's yeah. You know, teams teams that jag that jag wins often do feel that way, but um, you know, I think they're going to come back to the <laughs> they're going to come back to the pack considerably because you know luck only goes so far. Didn't
1: you just beat Newcastle in the death as well?
0: Oh, not be ridiculous. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. I mean, that was, you know, as far as, I mean, I remember when it we played... There was a good
1: 14 seconds left or something.
0: I remember we played Newcastle and I remember, all I remember is just outright domination or at least a game that was well in hand until the time we decided to ice it. But, yeah, you know, you know potato, potato, life of tie. <laughs> Josh Reynolds is a poor man's foreign. Just asked Des, he tried deep-throating him to sign for the Dogs. You know, foreign is, is, is a fucking sensational He has player. gone to another level this season. And, but um, Cherry Evans, on one leg was fucking so much better than anything the dogs could muster he was making half breaks and like just controlling shit on one leg until he was you know till fucking desi said to sweep the leg and cassiano delivered
1: football mate if you can't handle it don't be out there um but yeah my point was for and it's gone to another level this season as a footballer he's um he's always had that toughness but his
0: class just shines through absolutely uh where are we are 40 zip If I was in the trenches under fire with no way out, I'd want foreign by my side. You wouldn't die wondering. Is that echoing what you just said? Uh, Pretty much. Need a beat. It's so good to see Snake have such a killer game at Brookie. Honorable mention to Ferris. Best game in a long time. Hash. Chapo is annoying. GT351 underscore Johns. Shitty conditions. Pathetic horrendous ground. Dogs poor and too many errors. Manly deserve that win. Dogs will bounce back. I had to edit that measured. for ed- I had to edit that for grammar and spelling.
1: Oh, he's appalling for spelling mistakes and gram- grammatically
0: exactly correct. So I mean, it sounded very measured, but you know, I could have sounded like a, I could have sounded like I could have sounded like John Norman. brain damage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kerem Karan, a haiku of my thoughts: seeing cherry go down. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 haiku. Andy underscore no, so, the Bull Grub's biggest player does late hit on the legs of a guy with injured legs. Should we be shocked? Hash, Bulldog Scum. And the Ben Zed. Solid Manly W. Another 20-point loss for dogs in condition suited to them. They're lacking execution. Hash, better call Roger Rogerson. <laughs> Which is probably the only, only hashtag that Ben Zed probably hit the jackpot on all week, I think. And uh, next, on Friday night as well, Parramatta Eels 18 to feed the North Queensland Cowboys 16 out there at Pertec. And uh, this one, the points went as follows. Tries to Junior Paulo, Semi Radradra, Ken Sio and Jared Hayne, and uh, Chris Sandow, poor one from four conversions and kept the Cowboys right in the game. And their 16 came from tries to James Tamo, Antonio Winterstein, Michael Morgan, and two from three conversions from the boot of JT.
1: Anyone still wanting to argue about Corey Norman's ball hogging can get fucked.
0: I tell you, he fucking did exhibit A through fucking Z <laughs> and numbers one through, one through fucking one million appendixes. It, it's, appendices. it's clear that
1: Corey Norman is a big fan of Corey Norman. Oh. Um, oh mate, I don't know if I've brought this up um, on the show before, but one of my favourite articles that I've read about uh, Kobe Bryant is um, there were some, some quotes from a, a girlfriend that he had in high school. And they obviously wanted to say, you know, what was Kobe like? Well, quite frankly, it was fairly boring. Um, We went out on a date and we we went out and had, you know, a fucking burger or something. Yeah. Um, And we came back to his place and uh, he put on tapes of himself and watched basketball. (laughs) He just was pointing out himself and good things that he was doing. That's what I can imagine a fucking date with Corey Norman would be like. Here's a fucking footage of me not passing the fucking ball.
0: That was his story. I heard about Kanye as well, same thing. Like, the comedian, Aziz Ansari, um, met him up somehow and went back to his place and listened to his, his music. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Um, Jared Hayne again picking his moments brilliantly. Um, it's probably another feather to his bow. I think he's not overplaying his hand. Um, you can see even, you know, for all his greatness, Jonathan Thurston um, at times us try to do too much yep. for the Cowboys yep. well that's you um, know
0: always oh, I, I, I it's think, what's required from him in his well, the Cowboys really Yeah. yeah
1: um, but I think Hayne is actually starting to defer um, to Sandow, Norman um, and, and guys like that uh, and Pete's before he was injured so um, another string to his bow this season is really uh, finding you know that balance as to when to try and uh, inject himself and, and demand the ball and when to let others take the reins. So um just on the Cowboys I think this is a loss they were they were definitely uh well and truly in this game the whole way and, and it, it's a it's a loss that they'll definitely rue come the end of the season. Um they're not sitting pretty in the in the top eight by any stretch of the imagination. They're uh they're in that group of teams that, you know, a couple of losses could be fourteenth and a couple uh-huh. of wins could be fourth. So yep. um you know, close losses like this, uh, albeit away from home, but when you look at their roster, they should, end, they should have definitely been able to knock power over.
0: Yep, I for think. sure. Uh, former underscore legend. Not since the movie Jewel has there been a harder semi to stop. Hash old movie, hash referential retard. Yep, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> I've got it up on DVD upstairs if you want to borrow it. paraman MK2. Well very unconvincing second-half para. Again, when the game needed closing out in a cool head, Grubdow went to the pub to play pokies. This is the one thing... Yeah, fucking Sandow, man. Up by two. Cowboys have just scored a try to come close in the end and now the They're trying to pour it on. And he does the fucking short kick off the try and, like... The motherfucker, he just got a, he just he's, he's such a fucking degenerate gambler. He just can't resist rolling the dice exactly. one more time. Uh, shithead listener. With all those caramel-skinned Polynesian beauties wearing blue and gold, surely uh, you, Glenn, should support the Eels.
1: Well, that's just a ridiculous statement. We've got enough poly players of our own in the Tigers. Why would I need to go anywhere else?
0: Yeah, probably, probably not as many as the Eels, though. Andy underscore Siegs. Last show you mentioned Corey Norman never passes. I guess he wanted to prove you are right. Hash, any idiot is better. <laughs> and um. And did you see the picture that Tim McIntyre put up with uh, Ken C.O.? Because no. he, he he sent I retweeted it from this weekend league account, but yeah, he sent us a picture. I mean, like it's like he's behind bars. I thought it was actually Manu Mao at first because it was it was through like a you know <laughs> a great door. <laughs> he said something like dip me in cake and throw me to Kencio, or something like that. And, you know,
1: <laughs> I must thank Timmy McIntyre as well. He um, I have uh, trotted out his famous lawn that it's on his bio is you know I'm not gay, but twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, and he went to Bali, I think, or Thailand, and uh, found singlets with that print on, <laughs> and and said, you know, what size do you want? I'll send you one. And uh, it did arrive last last Friday, and I um, I really just haven't had ten minutes of spare time to actually a have the thought, fuck, I need to go and get a photo with that singlet that Timmy sent. Yeah. Um, since it arrived, So, my humble apologies, but it will come through very soon.
0: <laughs> Unky D. In what I'm going to mark down. Remember this moment. His first positive contribution to the history of this show. I think he's. Go- I think he's given us something for the fucking, for the. Uh, it's going to historical. That's going to go into the uh, into the official records for this show. Can you just read it so I can slander it. Corey Norman equals Gandalf. Ash, you shall you not pass. pass. <laughs> ah. I'm prepared. This I'm prepared to to rubber stand that and say yes. His finest moment from this point on. Corey Norman shall be known as Gandalf. Gandalf, yep. Your finest moment, Anki D. Now, uh, what do we got here? The Penrith Panthers 36 to feed the Gold Coast Titans 14 at the SeaBus uh, Super Shithole, and the Panthers 36 points. Uh, it's a fucking list and a half. James Sigiaro, Jamie Soward, Lewis Brown, Isaiah Yo, Tyrone Peachy, Matt Moylan. Sour with five from six conversions and a penalty. And uh, the Titans' 14 came from tries to Luke Douglas and David Mead. Gordon, two from two conversions and a penalty goal.
1: Jamie Sour with the midget cowboy routine again.
0: Oh, fuck, yeah. I want to punch him in the face every time I see that. It's so obnoxious. Just for fuck's sake. Clearly, he just wants people to cheer against him. He thinks Even- he's like Matumbo or something, and he's got like a catch phrase. He's got a, you know, a catch thing when he does something yeah. good. Fuck he does. that shit. It's
1: his fucking head gear Oh. Yeah, he's... his stupid dance he's, and the fact that we call him Cat in the Hat.
0: Yeah, yeah. But now he's got to go pull out the fucking... Now he thinks he's Jesse off Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just... I don't get it. He obviously... You know, there was a lot of talk in the early days um, of Jamie Sout as to how frail he was under pressure. Yeah and, uh, and under intense cr- criticism. Um, whether that has been his defense mechanism or his... You know, his way of dealing with it remains to be seen, but you just can't come off any other way than look like a complete douchebag. Yep. Um, Penrith's next month of footy, there's been a lot made about their draw that they've had to this date, but their next month of footy will really prove their worth. Um, granted, they can only really play who they're scheduled to play and and, and have been getting the job done. It's soft run, though. Yeah, it, it really has. So, you know, whether that has given them the, the fine tuning on their attack that allows them to really run with the best teams and try and put more points. Um you know might they may end up being one of those teams that says, well if you score 30 I'll score 40. So um I'm just not sure how that all pieces together for Penrith now that they've got a full squad for the first time since round one. So yeah. um it'd be interesting to see how clear he manages it. Um certainly a very talented squad. Um Peachy coming into his own as well scored another good try and um, really really looking forward to see how his role develops within the Panthers squad as well. Uh, Lastly, just in contrast to what I said about Penrith, the the Titans' past month of results are getting progressively worse. Mm -hmm. Um, Just real fundamental errors uh, let them down from from being super competitive in this game and from people that really should know better. And Zielman he's
0: how he's keeping David Mead out of the fullback spot is beyond me yeah because Mead I mean every opportunity he has he seems to be, make it a real winner yeah and you know you've got to reward the guy for good form exactly you know he's done his plan <laughs> dashing Dan one Greg Bird's flatmate must have glassed him obviously in reference to Greg Bird taking uh, getting a bit of claret spilled yep. in that match Shunter 86 Peach showing the form that had me in the perm claiming he'll be the revelation of 2014 also shows, yeah, also shows Cronulla's recruitment sucks well that's exactly true
1: I just love how it's finally stuck perm it's finally stuck it's, it's, if I was Batman the perm would be my alter ego in my own mind I am Batman
0: no he'd be like your nemesis
1: that's exactly the word I was looking for. Yeah. That's one of those moments where I fell asleep with my eyes open. <laughs>
0: Not a hyperbole moment. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what nemesis means? <laughs> no, I'm good. I got it. I got it. I'm all over it. But you didn't get that reference either then, did you? No. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is what I've got to deal with, people. Hit him up on the Twitter. Just, you know what I was doing. Not that bright. Yeah. But speaking of the
1: perm and uh, and Ninja and all the other Penrith nerds raving
0: about fucking Peachy, he's um I've got to give him credit. They picked it at the start of the season. He picked up a ball in broken play, you know, off a ricochet, off a kick. He had the jump on every cut in the first place, and then he just ran and scored. True. But let's fucking relax a little bit. His
1: last three games, he's done things that have uh, have contributed to uh, you know to some good results for the Pen.
0: P- penny Panthers.
1: <laughs> fuck! This is a real struggle. I got to tell you.
0: And I'm the sick one. Sorry. I'm the one that's sick. I'm the one that's
1: <laughs> sleep deprived and fuck this tap out needs to kick in very quickly. Tap out energy drink. Tap out shouldn't that put me to sleep? And I'll get maybe me it's away?
0: maybe it's past its half life or something and it's just like fucking cancerous now. <laughs> Michael Darren seventy nine. Put the pistols away, sour. It's the Titans for fuck's sake. Yeah. The Ben Zed. Sigi is the most electrifying hooker in the comp in the last month. I'm sure 17, the 17 Gold Coast fans who turned up were enthralled. <laughs> and, good uh,
1: player, and it's good to see him getting lots of minutes.
0: Um, yeah, but I think Kingston's coming, there, so. yeah, Kingston's coming back, though, so I think he's... And they've signed
1: uh, Corosau as well, so yeah. how that fits in, uh, whether he's strictly a backup or, or, or whether they're going to rotate their minutes quite considerably. His
0: statistics, like uh, when, he, when he starts, and like... And, like, you know, as far as, like, super coach and stuff is concerned, like, his points per minute... Yeah. ...is fucking astronomical. Um, Mup 23, There's a discussion about, you know, him going to their games, the Titans games, he's a Titans fan. And he's trotted out these, this, uh, pack of statistics. Six home games, two wins, four losses, four eighty five against 162. Cardi coach, Zilman fullback. Fuck, pain to see that. Shit fan, nevertheless.
1: Don't... I don't agree with that attitude, but you're entitled to your opinion and to uh, follow your side as you see fit. Very,
0: um, very uh, understanding, Glenn.
1: I am Nathan. I'm an un- I'm an understanding man. Seems having speech problems. Assume. Yeah,
0: you haven't. I think you're stroking out from that tap out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you I think you've. Uh, you, you've taken some of Liam, Liam Fulton's dementia on board. <laughs> St George Illawarra Dragons thirty to feed the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at zero. What the fuck? The Dragons. Their points came from tries to uh, Peter Matiatia, a hat trick to Josh Dugan, a double to Jared Beale, and three from six conversions from Gareth Widdop, and the Cronulla Sharks got sweet fuck all.
1: As I said earlier, I just think we need to probably. Um. Dial the the Benji hyper Bowl back. Uh, keep the bullets in the barrel for the moment. He, he's carved up a park footy side. Let's be let's be real. Uh, he, I did like good the fact, doing it.
0: I like the fact he wasn't running sideways and instead was running and then you know just doing soft you know short passes. Uh, exactly, that's always the been the
1: key. And I, I'm surprised that he had to watch fucking YouTube videos of himself to get there. Um. Joel Thompson's progressing well at Dragons. I like him a lot more as a back rower than I do as a center, but... um, Just a tough nut, and... Yeah. I think I've got a nickname for him, too. What's that? The security guard. Why's that? Because he's got a tattoo on the back of his neck, and if you look at it, every time I look at it, you know, security guards, mate, not all security guards, but... Um, you know, they have, if they're wired for sound, they've got the earpiece in. Yep. And they've got the coil the cord yep. that goes down around the back of their neck from their yep. ear. Yep, That's what it fucking looks like. Every time, I'm like, what the fuck's that in his ear? Is he going to be talking to the co No. Nah. <laughs> it's his fucking tattoo. Every time. The security guard. It's like one of those coil cords and he's
0: talking, you know. like his secret service, something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And talking about going and cracking some skulls somewhere. But just a tough nut. Makes some really hard yards. Good defender. Um Uncompromising, but, you know, hard but fair sort of player. Yep. I liked him at the Raiders, um, and I thought it was an interesting choice from the Dragons when they signed him, but fairly strategic, and it's, it's proven to be so. i just like to see him get
0: more time in the back row, but... I turned around on that guy when he was—I can't even remember what he said, but he was talking shit about Manly before the Canberra Raiders were meant to play yeah. him, and uh, then they got absolutely fucking pumped. And I, and I was giving him shit on Twitter, and he sort of took it—was he was good, took yeah. it like a man—and like you know, yeah. was, you know, took, took the joke and doing you know, social like, yeah, media right, Joe. Exactly, not you know, cracking the shits like some of the other pussies out there. Okay, um, Jake underscore Harper. Commentary talking up Benji is if they don't realise he's playing the worst team in the in the comps at New South the worst team in the comps at New South Wales Cup side. <laughs> That's true. Dragons acting like they're winning a semi. Fucking lol. Chapo, Chapo the creator. For those who, are unfortunate enough, who want to follow him, the Sharks are so bad they're making Benji look like he's DCE. Yep. The thing I really like about that tweet was that he's gone in his brain. He's gone. Benji's shit. And, and, and I want to do a, like a, an analogy where, you know, people are acting like he's the best and he's instead of reaching for like Hodgkinson, he's gone DCE. Yeah, and, and it he shows where his mind's really at. Exactly. So he can tweet all the shit he wants on Friday night, but it comes around to Saturday or whatever day this was. He knows what fucking time it is. GT351 underscore Johns. Thank fuck that is over. It was painful. Put me to sleep. Asada, do us a favor and rid the NRL of that vortex of poo that is the sharks. <laughs> Kerem Karan, I need to quit drinking. I swear I just watched a game where Benji Marshall was good. Hash more rum. Hash Tigers in decline. And uh, Andy underscore Siegs. A team filled with ex-tigers slaughtered by the worst attacking team. More proof of Hash Tigers in decline. South Sydney Rabelow is 34 to feed the New Zealand Warriors 18. And uh, this one, this is a good game. Dylan Walker got a double. Kyle Turner got a try. Dave Tyrrell got two. Joel Reddy with one. Adam Reynolds five of six conversions. And then we had the Warriors uh, tries: to Fusi two, Sean Johnson, Simon Mannering, Conrad Harrell. and uh, Sean Johnson one from four conversions, which uh, didn't hurt him in the bottom line at the end. But you know they could have used them at the time when they scored it all those be tries. Yeah. yeah,
1: it should be better than that. Um, Dylan Walker in 2015 is a scary proposition. It's fucking going alright, eh? He's sure good. Perfect footwork and his acceleration yeah. off the mark. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's given some teams some problems, and as we always know, you know, once teams start doing a fair bit of homework on the, on a kid, um, it can bring him back to the pack. But I tell you, his footwork is is right up there. His speed and um, he's not afraid to to take a bump either. He's yep. he's, he's quite a tough nut. So. The Warriors had the lead in this game and
0: and were playing quite well, but was that try was that I am have trying to think back through all the games on the weekend. It was at Tour that scored that fucking ridiculous try going out of bounds. Yeah. It's one of the best fucking tries. Was it, ever. Him? was it was it his try? I'm trying to think about who, which one it yeah, was. I know was. the one you're talking about though. Oh I, I was just remember seeing it, I was just like a fucking Traw dropped, and I was like, That is like one of the most incredible fucking things I've ever seen. Like, I mean, you didn't, you didn't go inverted and or anything, but yeah, how you didn't many have, to, have it was we even, seen? Like, how oh, many
1: are we seeing now? Where best thing of all
0: just, time they did to take that fucking corner post out of the Absolutely. Play. Just,
1: it's added another dimension to the game, and yep. tries like, you know, Nofaluma's or, or Tafua's or Brett Morris has scored a couple, yep. and this, this one that you just mentioned. So, um, yeah, it's it's really adding that extra element of athleticism to the wingers. Um, always big, strong, fast. But um, to be able to jump, you know, if, to use Morris as one example, yep. uh, to be able to jump, take a knock, be upside down, grab the ball and, and the presence of mind to plant it in the corner um, inside the field of play is it's fairly spectacular. Uh, the Warriors played well um, to get the lead, as I said, but they, they really folded worryingly. And that's probably, if I'm McFadden, that's probably the most concerning thing for that game is just how they faded and, um, you know, the points that they conceded at the back end of the game through, you know, some fairly simple stuff is is something that they're definitely going to have to work on. But um, this game was played in WA, as we mentioned, but um, you'd have to say the WA crowd is is certainly doing themselves plenty of favours with regards to getting a team uh, when expansion comes in. You can't do much more than put, you know... 20,000 people 20,000 out there on, yeah. on seats um, when you're not even a rugby league town. Um, you know, there's some rugby league towns, um, you know, one on the northern beaches, one on on the Gold Coast that don't get crowds like that. So uh, they should be very,
0: very well, happy yeah, with uh, their on, efforts. On on that, based going. on that, we could say, you know, there's some uh, one-team towns. <laughs> that don't get that fucker. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they only get they only get like about two thirds, or you know, the half as much of, as the one team team. The people of uh, Perth are, are voting with their feet, and it's good. Let's, hope, so you know, be hopefully they can do it. You know, thirteen times a year.
1: Yeah, and that's that's always going to be the issue, and you don't know until you build
0: it. Okay, um, GT three fifty one underscore Johns, and uh, the crowd shot shows that all nine thousand nine hundred eighty seven versions of the Warriors jersey are being worn by the crowd. <laughs> He was actually he was in decent form this week. Old GT. Sam McNally five four eight two. So it turns out Inglis will be there to see his wife give birth from the next hospital bed. And mm. uh, actually, news just before we started recording, I think the the they've had the kid tonight mm. or this afternoon. I believe it was a boy. Congratulations! Not, not sure sir. what the name was. And uh, Uncle Underscore DB, glory glory gutsy win. Walker will be unlucky to miss out on that Origin spot. And then he's on uh Hash S S T I D. We know what that stands for. And he's got hash revelation. We spot that wrong, but that's okay. You're a Rabbitohs fan. It's cool good. Next, uh, West Tigers 23 defeating the Newcastle Knights 20 at Hunter Stadium. The points, when as follows, uh, Tedesco, Pat Richards, Chris Lawrence tries. Pat Richards three goals from three, three conversions, three penalty goals, and a field goal, defeating the Knights uh, with a hat trick to the uarte parte. Tyron Roberts also got a try and two from three conversions. Mullen almost
1: single-handedly got the Knights nice home with his boot. Um, certainly in that second half, he was kicking into the wing, put on a bit of a masterclass of a kicking game. Mm-hmm. Um was, was next to unstoppable and to, to read too much into um, without giving up serious... <coughs> excuse me.
0: I've lost my place there. Eh? You're talking about Mullen and his supreme kicking game in the second yeah. half into the wind.
1: Yes, um you know that really almost turned the to the game um in the Knights favor to, to the Tigers having no chance of of getting home, but Luke Brooks turned the game with a 40-20 when um when it looked like that they were about to r- get rolled the Tigers and um and then from there unfortunately for Jared Mullen who worked so hard to to give the Knights a sniff Kurt Gidley had something to say about the result as well, and uh, and
0: that's the real that's the real truth of the result. Absolutely. Um, because while he was off, I mean, it was the penalty. The penalty cost him The penalty evened up the game. The penalty was fucking ridiculous, and he can argue the point all he likes. And while he was and while he was off, they and while he was off, they got the field goal and the try. Yeah, I think so. It went from it went from sixteen fourteen to um to sixteen twenty three. In the time when he went off, so yeah, uh, and I mean, then that last
1: play was just—that
0: yeah.
1: was sinful. Um, the Knights wore high vis jerseys in honour of um, of the mining industry in, in Newcastle, which is a lifeblood of that town. And um, whilst they were dressed like miners, they ultimately proved to be about as to be fairly effective as canaries, um, and and just fucking rolled over in the end. And
0: like those jerseys look all. The sentiment, I'll applaud. Yeah. The execution of them, as far as looking what they were supposed to look like, was fucking, they were spot on. They did look like fucking, yeah. like, you know, like mining you know, seen, high-vis I've stuff. I've
1: seen my share of fucking yeah. orange high-vis with reflective tape,
0: and uh, that that was that. They looked the part, but it comes football jerseys. Fucking atrocious. Yeah. And even more so... You're playing When
1: you're the playing Tigers.
0: against the Tigers, and you're the team in orange. Yeah. And the Tigers were in the white jerseys. I mean, it was... Not making a great deal of sense. Yeah.
1: Um, it just goes to show you can... You can win against the odds with a crippling injury tile when you have a team containing multiple gods like Farrah, Brooks, Hot Sauce and, and Richards who are all brilliant. Um, they all took turns in uh, in steering the result in West Tigers favour. Farrah with his, his defence, Brooks with his 40-20 and, uh, and laying on a try for Paddy Richards. Uh, Hot Sauce who laid on a, a try for, for Chris Lawrence the, the, the match winning try in the end and, and Richard's with his goal kicking and a magnificent field goal from 40 metres out, a metre in from touch, snapped it easy as you please.
0: It was almost Braith-esque. It
1: was. Um, only except except only it was w- to basically help sink the second I worst team in the comp. Punch in the face repeatedly yeah. after he kicked it.
0: <laughs> and it was to help sink the second worst team in the comp after, with a, with a man down. So let's not fucking start sucking. The It were a very motivated result.
1: football side, Nathan. They still had multiple international
0: representatives in their side. And they were rising for Alex all over the place. They were fucking well up, weren't they? <laughs> they
1: certainly were. And, um, <laughs> look, the, the Tigers uh, played certainly the, the second half with, with about one reserve. So it's, it was an impressive effort from the Tigers. Still lots to, uh, to improve on. Uh, I I fully expected a thirteen plus win against the Knights, but uh, the Knights stood up, made it difficult for us, and um, thankfully we
0: were good enough to get out. How about Brothy?
1: Yeah, it was it was an awkward one, but I
0: think he's like Lebron Lebron slash Wade the second with that flop, eh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
0: yeah, to, it's all, an all, flop. all all to naught because Robert still fucking planted it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I, just, I think. If he does that at the other end they probably call it a try for a torso try. So why why is he not grounded the ball at, at the defensive end? It, it didn't make a great Because th- do of you
0: sense have to anymore. I mean the, I guess it comes down to the fact that I mean I don't know the rules that, you know well enough to say that if you ground it with your torso as far as being a defending player does that count as a grounding where it has to be with your hand?
1: Well why would it, why would it be different as a defensive player than for an attacking player? It
0: because it's it a different because well because you know it's a different still scenario. are grounding
1: the fucking ball in a period in a, in a a part of the field, Nathan.
0: Yeah, but one's you know making you know making the ball dead, and one's you know scoring a try. I mean, there's different scenarios for the different classification of player at that particular make moment Make the rules
1: a little bit simpler and, and rule it that way, and um, yeah, again, lots to work on. But it was an important win for the Tigers. They needed to to stay in touch with the eight, and um, and hopefully they can build on it from here on.
0: Shane, Aaron, Elvis. Newcastle do enough to show me that a they're not as bad as Cronulla and b tigers are pretenders. The scarecrow 23 once again Kurt Gidley contributed to a win. Once again it was for the opposition. Chapo the creator. I feel sorry for Matt Gidley for having Kurt Gidley as his brother. Hash their <laughs> parents should have stopped at one. Wow. And so like the Chapo that 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 hashtag is so much wrong with there. Instead of the wrong, the wrong oh, there, don't waste shoot your shoot off breath, instead mate. of should instead of should you're I mean, going
1: to educate that's all.
0: Fucking Ambervale degenerate, fucking illiterate, yeah, mother. Well, I mean, the school system's disgraceful and there needs to be an investigation.
1: <laughs> oh, I agree, and it's the same school that Nita Bita went to. I'm pretty sure, and that's why uh, she and and, and Chapo are roommates.
0: The Ben Z. was so shocked he'd made it through 60 minutes uninjured, he felt compelled to be sent off, leading by example. Hash nights suck. Sydney Roosters 32 to feed the Melbourne Storm 12 down there at, uh, I can't remember what I called that stadium, it was like Cheat Stadium or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amy Park, anyway, the Roosters uh, got a double to the count. Anthony Minichello. Mitchell Pierce to the try. Remy Casty got over. Uh, Roger Tuva has a check. We'll talk about that. And Sonny Bill Williams also with the try. Maloney, four from six conversions. The Storm 12 came from tries to Mahe Fonua and Curtin Mann. Cameron Smith, two from two conversions. Roosters handled a, a depleted storm
1: side with ease and, and they're, they're building into the season nicely the Roosters I think um, they're definitely finals bound and, uh, and will be tough to beat again this year given they didn't have a great deal of personnel change from the grand final last year and they've been able to hit the ground running but uh, two of us are with the, the step to, to win or um, to put on a try
0: that fucking footwork was ridiculous
1: it wasn't as good it as did, the one against the Cowboys
0: when Ethan Lowe got made to look it like a spastic. Three but,
1: times in in the space of a meter, um, and he's no one saw his feet move. Was, no,
0: he, had, he had zero space to work with yeah. and still find a way to pretty much go over untouched. untouched. Yeah, like, unbelievable,
1: amazing. Um, just on Melbourne, I think they're starting to find out what it's like to actually uh, to battle a severe injury. toll. Uh, many teams have done it, but
0: maybe they're, they're finding out what it's like to decline.
1: Maybe, Storm in Decline, I'll, I'm all over that. If it makes you shut up about Tigers in Decline, I'll, I'll I, don't, I, don't, I don't
0: say anything about Tigers in Decline. That thing just fucking, it's powered by its own inertia <laughs> now. Um,
1: I'll tell you what, a few more losses and the eight's going to become, you know...
0: A less cheatery reach,
1: place. Out of reach for uh, for the Storm. So they're going to have to get their act together shortly and doesn't get any easier with, you know, we're only up to game two of Origin. So they've got a, still a while that they're going to have to fend for themselves a little bit without... Cameron Smith, um,
0: and Cooper Cronk's not going to be back for his, you know. Yeah, period. and then
1: that's the biggest loss of all. At yep. the end of the day, is,
0: um, Billy Slater's rubbish. <laughs> he,
1: he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't the same player he was in that last game before Origin one, uh, where he, you know, as I said, I, I thought he was going to really kick on with it, given it was heading into Origin, etc. But as yet, it's. Uh, it, it hasn't quite it hasn't quite put it together.
0: Now, um, I just want to say the scoreline probably wasn't a true reflection of the game. It was actually close. I thought, I felt like the running of the game and everything, it, it was actually closer than the 32-12 scoreline would have indicated. Sure. And, uh, you know, the Roosters still very deserving winners. Um, uh, yeah, well, I don't think the Roosters really got out of third gear, to be honest. The count playing on the wing, you know, positionally at times, it's been a pretty fucking good move.
1: Yeah, I mean, anything where you can give two of us a more time with the ball and more space. Yeah, he he's there. scoring gonna, enough tries go. too,
0: the council He's probably scored more tries this season than he's scored in a long Absolutely. time.
1: All right. Um, yeah, that's, that's it for me.
0: Ryan Finance, RTS, just brilliant, on the same level as Hayne in attack. Well, that's fucking bullshit because he's not throwing the silky passes and, you know, that kind of selective shit that Hayne does. However, footwork-wise, yeah, he does some magical shit. I'm not going to knock Absolutely. that.
1: Absolutely. Imagine him at fullback, though. <sighs> yeah. It's going to be, you know, another dimension to the Roosters again.
0: hmm Tiger underscore Benji. How courageous of the Storm, in quotes. Rabs 100 times. Don't know if they're missing a couple from injury or the whole side from a plane crash. <laughs> And uh, there wasn't a lot more comment on that game, so we'll go to Monday Night Footbitch and the Brisbane Broncos 28 to feed the Canberra Raiders 4 down there at GIO. And the points went as follows. Dale Copley got a double. Josh Maguire, Ben Barber, Alex Glynn also with tries. Corey Parker, one from two. Ben Hunt, three from three. The Raiders, a solitary try to Sean goes, um. Goes from bad to worse
1: for Canberra. There's no real light at the end of the tunnel. No one wants to go there. Um, And half the players don't want to stay by their efforts on the field. At least that's the way it looks. I mentioned Ben Hunt starting to realise his potential more and more every week. Um, It's becoming a little bit of a breakout year, which is funny to say for someone that's been been around the traps for the last six years at the Broncos. But... um, just going about their business, the Broncos. They're uh, they're putting uh, stringing a few wins together. They're uh, they're going down to Canberra where it was, you know, less than eight degrees before kickoff, and um, you know, going down there with a mindset they've they've got a job to do, and they can come home and and you know, be out of the shitty Canberra weather and, and away from Ricky Stewart's advances on any and all, any and all of them. So. Um, I've been fairly impressed with Brisbane's last couple of games. They've, uh, their game against Manly gave them a great deal of confidence uh, by all reports. And um, Any team... Did I say Manly then?
0: Yeah, you just did. Sam. Yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> it's get, it's getting out of hand. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're stringing the wins together and, and getting that confidence up. So... Um, Teams are starting to realise that they're going to have to come to play uh, to, to beat Brisbane and um, the Raiders are just, they're a fucking rabble on so many levels.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the, the, look, this, the, the worst thing is, I, mean, like, like I can't really speak with a lot of experience of supporting a side that's a rabble, but the thing that gets you, you know, as a fan and as a, as a member of a side is that... You know the, the light at the end of the tunnel that things are going to change, but there is no fucking light in the, the tunnel. Players don't want to come and play there. They're losing their you know quote unquote best player that they have at the moment. Other players just seem to be declining at a rapid fucking rate of knots. What light is there at the end of the tunnel for the Canberra Raiders? There's nothing.
1: Yeah, well, it's oh, I can't think of one. Um, they've still got the, they've still got Ricky Stewart. Um, he, he doesn't have a, a habit of getting the best out of players at uh, at club level, and um, the attitude of some players, um, you know, Jack Whiten is. Or, or I keep bringing it up, but you know, his, his smarmy fucking Instagram Jim, statuses I like that—it it just it smacks of a shit attitude at the club. And yeah. um, there's certain coaches that would would really smack that out of players yeah. um, by way of cut You know dropping them back to
0: Reggie's or... Yep. Um, well, see, what, what, does, what does dropping them back to Reggie's do? Same thing. Still got paid.
1: Well, that's true, but it, it's also... It sends a bit of a message rather than just keeping the fucking yeah. kid in first grade or yep. every week when you... They're saying ridiculous stuff like that. Well, you know, winning's got to mean more to you at this level than yeah. than that. than yep. Just getting paid, so...
0: Yep, yep. Hey, I saw a story today saying that um that Milford actually told Ricky that he'd stay... Back in April, They right. said, "Yeah, I'm going st- to renege on the Broncos and stay." Broncos got wind of that, so they fucking got Darren Lockyer in in with him. And Darren Lockyer's like, "He's like, and he's like oh, I'll mentor you. You know, you 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 fucking nervous about being in halves and stuff. It's all good, man. I'll fucking I'll be your mentor and stuff. And you know, you, you'll be sweet. You know, and like and Locky basically fucking cut the balls and you know,
1: smart move. Let Broncos him let at, him the at him end way of the, the day." They're desperate to get their hands on Anthony Milford, and and rightfully so. um, They need a bit more creativity in their side, um, and he'll certainly bring that. But, um, you know, and on the Raiders' side of the fence, they've been equally as desperate to keep him. So, um, you know, I think that was a a pretty shrewd move to uh, to seal the deal.
0: There you go. Okay. So, uh, moving on to Twitter. And that's true. First up, Terry Campese is just so terrible. What do Canberra owe him? Ben Hunt has just got better this year. Never thought he would.
1: Surely uh, Campese has got to go at the end of the season. He's, yeah. he's he's bringing nothing. Yep. He's he's not quick enough. He's, he's not off. He's not asking enough questions of the opposition. Um, the way that he runs the ball these days, and it's it's a terrible shame. He's a quality footballer. Uh, when he was fit, but he's he, the game's slowly passing him by as a result of his injuries and
0: um and hampering his his efforts on the field. look at the end of the day, I mean you know when you talk about you know you know people or you know things that things that bring excitement to canberra Canberra rugby league, I mean like John Monaghan's dog fucking brought more excitement to canberra players than than Camp Beasy's doing at the moment
1: <laughs> um where are I we? put the question on Twitter to uh to Canberra fans, you know, does he does he see out the season in first grade? You know, do you want to, you know, knock his dignity around by dropping him? With the way their season's going, do you, do you risk it?
0: I don't know. Are they having trouble getting warm bodies? You know, to you know play first grade that they pay. Yeah, but uh, are yeah. And then you know, Sam Williams. We we haven't spoken about Sam
1: Williams being released by the Dragons on account of their having signed Ben
0: yeah um boy all reports he was pretty fucking good at Canberra when he was there why wouldn't yeah. they get him back no he was alright I mean you know he, he kept he kept uh, a M winner in premiership captain Matt Orford out of the Canberra yeah, exactly. side <laughs> so yeah no uh where are we Kerim Karan Milford and the shit coaches he's had Ferner Stewart and now Meninga in comparison Griffin, <laughs> Griffin will be a super coach well yeah you make a valid point there and and then you also followed up with another tweet he said finally Barber passes Lowry and Hannett on the Broncos top try (laughs) scorers list (laughs) hash inform hash 2013 best buy it's fantastic Solzy04 a Canberra fan poor fucker I'm drunk pissed off and just plain sad someone put me on suicide watch Previews. Kicking off, it's a shortened round this week. They've basically given all the good teams a bye. And uh, Friday Night Football, South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the West Tigers. This one, obviously, you know, origin and injury affected uh, as the, as these ones are. But, um, yeah, Tigers, pretty much full strength. Sans, uh, Sans Farrah and Woods. Is that right? Um, Brayton Aston named, even though he was knocked Spark out. So, don't know what's going on there, but they do named, have a...
1: But they're not I heard that he was going to be ruled out. So. Well,
0: they got an extended. They got uh, they got a couple of guys on here. They got uh, Akawala in eighteen and uh, uh, Luliea in twenty one. Sure. So they're expecting to make some changes, no doubt.
1: I suspect if uh, if Anasta doesn't play the the no brainer of of leaving Luani at hooker and and moving Blake Austin into the five eight role um, where he's played a bit of New South Wales um, Cup um, and filled in in first grade already. Um, in recent times And gone very well So Yep um, Good player Good player And does bring a fair bit of spark Off the bench For the Tigers
0: Yep Rabbits for their part um, Not a lot changes there But until you get down Into the into the back line And you've got Merritt Comes into fullback And when you talk about declines I mean hasn't that motherfucker fallen off this season And Yeah um, Bryson Goodwin, I mean his name, but I thought he's out for. I thought he's got like an elbow thing. He's out for four to six weeks. Right. So I don't know what the deal is there. And I mean, this team list comes from today, so then, you know, there must be further changes to come. But obviously, uh, Inglis and uh, and Walker, some big losses there for the Rabbits out yeah, wide. Exactly. So look, I'm, you know, honestly, you look at the forward pack and everything, and the fact that that is not there, you say, well, you know, South can get by based on that. But then their backs, you know, Tigers have the edge there too. So I, I find it really hard to. I, I thought it was a no-brainer to pick South, but now I'm not sure. Don't know.
1: Tigers 13 plus.
0: Yeah, I don't know. How that's going to happen. Pat plus. Richards'
1: first try scorer. Get on it. You're welcome. You owe me beers and probably a free house.
0: <laughs> Penrith Panthers taking on the St George Illawarra Dragons on Saturday 5:30 game, and uh,
1: Penrith leading the comp. Dragons, no Dugan. Um, no chance It's Benji think, just so. hitting form Yeah but he's he's losing his main running partner and, and Bo Scott's not even there to to do that as a warm body for him So um, they're going to have to find someone else to, to read Benji's lines and, and know what he's thinking before he does it um, As was expected at the Tigers etc so, um, But I think the Panthers will be too good um, they're in first spot for a reason they're, they're well-deserved <laughs> competition leaders at the moment and um, I think they'll do a job at, on the Dragons <laughs> that's me sucking up the Penrith men oh, I'll
0: tell you what you're gonna be, they're going to make a statue of your balls at Penrith Nerd HQ um, yeah I mean Penrith are going to win this one don't, no doubt about it and just continue their soft run and I mean when are they going to play a fucking top side Sydney Roosters take on the Newcastle Knights at Allianz Saturday night 7.30pm game and uh, this one, the Roosters once again enjoying enjoying the goodness of uh, of an Origin series where they don't lose their halves this season, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't you know they don't lose a lot. To be perfectly honest, I mean like you know Jennings goes walkabout for a little while, but you know Mitch Orbison always <laughs> fills a warm bodied spot in, in his in his absence.
1: <laughs> um, oh, I can't see the Knights doing too much in this game. I think the Roosters are starting to hit a fair. Purple patch of form, given that the halves aren't playing Origin, and um, I think they'll handle the Knights fairly comfortably.
0: Yeah, I mean, they don't lose a lot through Origin, the, the Roosters, this, this season anyway. This season, yeah, exactly. And so I don't think there's enough, there's not enough disruption to give the Knights a chance, that's for sure. Sure. Okay, and we have on uh, Sunday afternoon, the canterbury down Bulldogs take on the Eels. ANZ Stadium. This one... You know, it's it's funny, but I'm finally starting to get to the stage where I'm like, tipping the eels is a legitimate option.
1: I agree, but in this side, <laughs> but there's not no with Jared Payne. Hayne, no yep.
0: no Willie Tonga, and no Nathan Peets. So. And this is the thing, is, Willie Tonga's named here in number four jersey. And this, once again, this That's is the... That's a typo. Is it? Yeah, you reckon? Has to be. Well, who's in there? Who have you, have you got a team list for him now? I mean, I only grabbed no, this No, my
1: iPads just decided to pack it in.
0: Okay, because I... Th- yeah, I only got these team lists and everything together today, so I'm not sure what's happening. And the thing is, Queensland have got, like, about 22 players in that squad, so everyone may not make it. So there may be some players that are ruled out through injury for Origin. There may be some players that have returned to their club, I guess. No, that's interesting. So whether they return to their club in time, that's that's probably, you know, the big, the big issue. But um, at this stage, let's assume... That there's no Tonga, Hopawati, and uh and Hain. Yeah. And just the fact that Hain's not there alone is enough that takes this side from a you know an improving side, you know, uh, you know, to, to good goodish side. Uh it you know, it drops them right back down uh, a number <laughs> of levels. You know, on their part though, the doggies, they lose their halves. And uh this time their halves are named as Rennie Matua and Damien Cook. Jesus and I'm quite sure I haven't seen Damien Cook in action before.
1: Uh, I just, I can't go against the Bulldogs, to be quite honest with you. Yeah,
0: it's a tough one, hey? I mean, I'm st- I'm still just, almost tempted the, to go to the Eels. I know it's look a trap. At the
1: last time Eels played without Hayne, they weren't they were real flash, so... Yeah, um, I, I, know it's, I, I know it's a trap,
0: but... Um, yeah, but I mean, the last time that the Dogs did have their players, they weren't real flash. And I am sure, they were playing against Team Destiny, you know, competition leading fucking, you know, legends of the competition over the last decade, but...
1: And be looking to bounce back. So I'm going to tip the Bulldogs.
0: All right. And finally, Monday Night Foot Bitch Gold Coast Titans take on the Melbourne Storm at Seabus. So the Melbourne Storm, obviously missing their spine, as is the case. Ryan Hinchliffe comes in in nine. Cameron Tons Munster comes of back players in. out the run. as well. Oh, they got William Zillman in fullback, and that's that's independent of any. any
1: be Full Disaster.
0: Mm hmm. Maurice Blair and Kelly and halves, Paul Carter's name. But um, as we got the news today, he's not playing. He's going to be stood down. Look, I um. What a fucking idiot that guy is, too, just really, quietly
1: I'm, I'm going to tip the Titans, but only because they're at home in Melbourne. Are without the Origin players and even even still they're they're ridiculously.
0: What's the word I'm looking for? Cheats.
1: Okay, that'll do.
0: They're ridiculously cheats.
1: It's <laughs> not where I was going.
0: Well, you're saying they're ridiculously out of sorts at the moment, on the decline. Um, they addresses. are. They're, 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 they're not.
1: Um, they're not the same side at the moment, and there's a lot of lot of contributing factors. But the most important one is on the scoreboard.
0: Uh, do you think that the tactic of the Storm uh, having 21 players versus the the Titans 19 is going to provide overlaps for them?
1: Well, you, you wouldn't have to be a, a physics master to work out that being the case, Nathan. But Jordan
0: McLean named on an uh, extended, extended bench, too. Just yeah, I think,
1: interest. you know, with all due respect to Alex McKinnon, I think it would be good to see that kid playing football again. And, um, you know, I, I hope there has been that dialogue between him and uh, Alex McKinnon, and um, he can start his road to redemption by getting back on the
0: park. Protect your neck. Uh, Paul Carter, though dropped out of the side the news only happened today apparently he got pissed blew I think he was he was he got done by the cops driving the, the wrong way down Orchard Avenue and he um, I think he blew point one nine seven. so we're talking what four four, four times four, yeah. yeah just about four times Jesus that's fucking unbelievable it is yeah. sinful And that is full time for episode 158, as always. You can act, interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. And uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share our posts as we put them up, spread the word, all that good shit. iTunes, we've got two new reviews this week, and they are as follows. First one from Panthers AU, so P-A-N-F-A-S, as, it, as is officially pronounced in the western suburbs of Sydney. Sensational NRL podcast, well worth a listen. A man of few words. But they'll do. They're nice words. And the other one, uh, it was five stars, by the way. And uh, the next one, five stars as well. League land forever. Sloppy Parrot is the name of the reviewer in this case. <laughs> in quotes, Tigers on Incline. What a great podcast. Great effort. Could you guys get a chat with Choppy before the next game? Five stars, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I don't know
1: about before the next game, but, but we could probably.
0: Yeah, we could, we could sort out Choppy at some point for sure. Fire him up he likes to get fired up too he does he does he does uh, he, he doesn't want firing up for the fans tipping Shane Aaron Elvis is on top still and in fact he's extended his lead uh, to two points at the top uh, following that we have Tiger's 12.03 card magic trick and Whitey and then for one further point back we have a log jam from fifth to 10th life of Ty David Kingston Paraman 1973 voodoo rock blue underscore beaver and Jared Ash fantasy top side the Wendells at this stage, uh, narrowly ahead of Too Much Tuna, we we're very narrowly ahead of the CJs, and then uh, you know the gaps get quite small, but uh, well, there we go, Sarcastic Pricks, Dingbats, Winter is Crowding, NZ underscore Magpie 54, Mighty Doggies, Tottos, Terrors, and uh, then the Wendells. We've got the Wendells on top, coach name Michael F. The Wendells in 10th, coach name Michael B. So, I don't know what that is i say it's some bullshit, that's what it is.
1: I'd agree. But someone's there's, got two teams in the top ten, that's pretty some,
0: good. There's some tomfoolery at hand here, Nathan. And we're still clear out a couple of Revelation shirts, Tigers and Decline shirts, and the memberships. Yeah, it's been a bit
1: of a of a week. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, what's going on with that? They will be going out next week now. I apologize for the delay, but... If, I mean, yeah. I I am so a So is your guy giving us a better deal then? Sorry?
0: Is your guy giving us a better deal then? Or is um, it the deal that I was telling you?
1: I think it's going to be much of a marchness. Um the thing is you have to pay for the satchels up front.
0: Yeah, that's fine. It's only a minimum buy of twenty though for those yeah. prices. So, I mean, you know, we're sending out a lot more than twenty. Yeah,
1: exactly right. So, so, so um we'll pu- pull the trigger on that and uh that we should be able to get our hands on them pretty quick and, and get them straight on the on the on their way. Awesome. About fucking time. I've
0: been dying for my membership.
1: I understand, you slow can't Um. S- and please please accept my humble apologies for my tardiness. Each and every one of you. We still love you. <laughs> and that's it. I'm going to bed. I'm going to drive home you're, and it's going to be the hardest half drive home in a long time. <laughs> this is probably the worst I've been in five years. And that's funny. No, so I, was, yeah, I, was, I, I was apologize for falling asleep with my eyes open and still talking about football.
0: I thought I'd be the weak link tonight, I'm going to be perfectly honest, but... Uh,
1: and you have been, i have uh fucking, I've,
0: I've, I've acquitted myself brilliantly, and, uh, you know, meanwhile, pinching you every five minutes to I'll make sure you fucking, don't fucking bang I'll your head on mess. the desk, because I don't want to edit out all the fucking bangs on the table from your head, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. See ya.